charm here, hopefully. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I disabled the lock thing, so hopefully that'll cure that shit. Yeah, I just I couldn't tell if that was coinciding with the uh, disconnection there, but... Yeah, for sure, man. Well... want to be on the safe side. Thank, thankfully, it happened at the beginning and not halfway through. Yeah, yeah, really. That's for sure. <laughs> so, mild eczema as a kid, and then college, it went haywire. Yeah, yeah, that's... Uh, I mean, it, in a way, it kind of got worse and not better over the years. I was always kind of itchy there, especially, like I said, when I was active. But um, never anything that was really life impeding, you know. It was always right. annoying, but I can live with it. I, I always had allergies, the trifecta that's well known. Yeah. Uh, asthma, allergies, eczema. So allergies would flare up with, you know, being around pets or being around dust. Thing I was used to, too. So the combination kind of all came together in college, like being in a new environment. I really think is what it was primarily. I, I don't know if it could have been mold in the dorm room. Um, just sharing a space with someone that, that I wasn't used to, you know, ever sure. been before. So a lot of factors that play into it, understandably. But I, it was the first time I got seriously sick. It was my first year in college. Um, 18 years old. Like I said, living a whole new, uh, newfound lifestyle. And I got bronchitis twice. It was uh, my grade suffered. I, I never had an experience like that before in my life where I got sick once badly and then got better. And then again, not long after, I got sick with the same thing over again. So that was one kicking point. But what had happened was it was really just getting worse in general. Like, that's all I knew. It was spreading to everywhere across my body. And I was getting just itchy and irritated and uncomfortable. And I said, I got to see a doc about this and see what can be done. You know, what do I have to change um, as far as my environment? Cause I knew that that could be a potential trigger, but I never really looked into it enough to understand how eczema is, is a thing in the first place. Right. Right. So that's where it all went downhill. I mean, I know, I know you can see where it's going from here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it was, uh, it was prescribed steroids for a while and then they worked, you know, I was like, okay, this is, this is great. You know, keeping my, my skin clear. Uh, I'll, I'll do what life I'll back, do, you know, just to get by and uh, make it work. And okay, this, this is fine. But the real thing that, that got me in the trouble that got me on steroids for 10 years straight was the uh, hydrocortisone 1%. Yeah. Durham yep. literally told me that, Hey, you can go, Go to the pharmacy, pick it up over the counter, and use it at your leisure. Pretty yep. much what he told me. Use it as you feel needed. There was no warning about how how often you should be using this. Uh-huh. Don't exceed that that limit. So I would use it like moisturizer, and I did for literally ten years. Hell yeah, man! And I couldn't believe just how bad you know the withdrawal process was for me. It was. Incredible. Like I I thought maybe there was some hope just because primarily I was what I used was mild. It wasn't like the hardcore stuff that I was prescribed initially when I first went to the Durham just to get something to help with it. Right. 
So, well, see, and I think that's a big misconception with a lot of people is they think that like because they didn't use the big bad boys that they're not in trouble, and it's like no, 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 no. <laughs> the one percent's the fucking killer. <laughs> yeah, um... that's that's the real bad stuff, you know. I mean, because typically when we get on the heavy stuff, I don't I don't know a lot of people that really use like clobetazole, bethamidazone, things like that for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Once you get up to that level, you find out pretty quick that they're only working short term. I mean, it for at least for me, that was in my experience. Once I got up to that level and they started really dosing me with that big stuff, it didn't take long to my body was just like, no, 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 we're not good with this anymore. We're good. We're we're done. Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly what my experience was. It wasn't more than five years that I graduated college. And I'm in the workplace in an office and I could just feel I was just in tune with my body because I was just by myself in an office, no distractions from the outside world. And I could feel that it was just not working anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's like, I guess it was the beginning of 2015. And um, I knew like. I knew I had to do research at that point. I was like, okay, the stuff that I've been using that's been reliable and I've been sticking to for all this time, 10 years, is not doing its job any longer. So that's when I did, went deep diving in. And thank goodness for people that, that make blogs and make articles that they, they put out there that are searchable on the internet. Because that's what I was doing at the time was SEO and content creation. Yeah. Cre- plates and doing the deep dive research that people want you know like as part of their online content and then being you know being searchable and showing up in the search results right on google so it got to a point where and i'm not 100 percent if if it was a if it was collaborating between these two events but what happened that that summer I had gone on vacation with my father and his wife and my step siblings were there. It's something we do every year. We, we all had taken turns water skiing in the Bay. And sure enough, it was only like, I only tried a couple of times in my life. And this time for whatever reason, I'm a snow skier. I'm thinking this won't be too bad. Water, snow, same idea. Right. I couldn't get up for the life of me. I was just getting dragged, <laughs> falling water, just all frustrated. You know, my dad can do it. He's 65. He's spinning on one leg. You know. <laughs> one, one ski, no problem. <laughs> I'm like, if this guy could do it, I could surely do it. And it was not the case at all. Not happening. And I was like, yeah, just so oh, in, in such disbelief. But it could have been from the pressure. This is my theory. It's the pressure of the water that I was getting dragged through repeatedly. I must have got up and down like a dozen times. Um, But that night, that same exact night, I slept like out in the futon with my headphones on. This is just all coincidental. And, it, you know, it kind of like was pushing on my ear. I could feel like it was just kind of like more than normal. Right. The way I slept and being somewhere normal than my different from my normal bed you know um i woke up the next morning and my my right ear was blown up the size of a golf ball 
And at that point, I didn't hurt. I was like, this is crazy. Like, this happened out of nowhere. I didn't know if I ruptured something overnight. Like I said, or it was from just being in and out of the, the bay, like the water and air pressure changing. I couldn't explain it, but I go to an ENT. He's able to drain it. First time, okay, it's fine. It's a lot of blood. He's not exactly sure what happened, but he's like, eh, try to keep it, like, compressed. Don't let it refill. And they try to put magnets on it and stuff. And, like, yeah, I'll try. I don't know what I can do, but. <laughs> and it came back. You know, it filled up not nearly, not as much as it was originally, but it filled up a good amount the second time. So I had to get it drained again. And I was like, uh, I don't know what's going on. Hopefully, I, he offered surgery after the second time. He said, if we could get surgery done, we could take care of this. You know, it's not an issue. And I was like, I, I think I'll be all right. You know, after the second time, luckily, it pretty much stayed flat. It didn't go back to normal shape, but it stayed flat enough where it wasn't bothering me. It wasn't causing pain. So I was like, I can, I can deal with this. It's right. Fine. So... Jesus. From, like from there, uh, it was like, all right, I'm thinking there was something in my head. I think was thinking like inflammations going on. Maybe that's like what my research was telling me. Like, this is what could be leading to this uh, symptom, basically, if it wasn't one of the outside factors that I dealt with in that one day. Right. So I'm just kind of doing research on that and research on this and skin and, and, and finding people like who posted about TSW and just learning more and more about it. And I'd say, I mean, I know it was like three months later. Um, I said, I gotta, I gotta do this. I knew what I had to do. I said, I gotta stop this, the steroid creams completely. I just, I didn't, I didn't even know what I was putting on myself, honestly, like for the longest time, I didn't even know it was a steroid. I just, I just knew that it worked. Yeah. So November 2015, I said, this is it. Uh, I'm going to just stop. And there's no looking back. Like, I, I researched enough people that said they did it. And they gone through it. And they, they found success with it. It was a hell of a trip. And worst pain of their life. But they, they pushed through and did it. So, and then I found the group on Facebook. As, you know, shortly after I, I decided to start the journey. And I was like, all right, there's people out there. There was like 7,000 people in the Facebook group when I joined. And I was like, okay. There's obviously people around the world that are also dealing with this. And without that group, man, uh, I couldn't imagine. Yeah. What a great resource to have just to be connected with people that are also going through this terrible condition. Yeah. Especially because, I mean, every, every single one of us, when it first happens, you're, you feel like you're just out there and you, you're, you have to be the only person in the world dealing with this because this is the worst shit ever. Honestly, man, because nobody understands, you know, your parents don't understand. You're no. and why you're suffering like this. No. Keep using the creams. I said, no, man, I got to stop. I got to let my body detox from all this poison I've been putting in myself unknowingly. It's, uh, well, and what it, I don't know, man, my mom, my mom feels ultra bad about it because, I mean, in the 80s, they just they had tubs of it and they just were like yeah just sure just cake your baby in this shit it'll, it'll, it's fine right we're good we don't that's what that's what we're gonna do because that's just what we know what to do so we're not we're done fucking with that disease we're good go move on and it's i mean doctors just never really gave a shit to learn more about it and and what actually causes eczema and the fact that eczema burns out by the age of six if you just leave it the fuck alone 
Right. I've heard you say that on other other episodes. I was like, yeah, I totally believe if I just let it be, even though it was getting worse in my condition, if I just let it be and didn't start the steroid treatments, I'm pretty sure, like you said multiple times, I would have probably grown out of it at some point. When, you know, I mean, it's proof, proof is in the pudding with both my kids, man. My daughter followed in my footsteps and had horrible eczema. She's actually the reason we moved back to Kansas City from uh, West Palm Beach when all this shit started with me. Um, Mine started Christmas Day 2015 in in West Palm Beach, and I ended up in a shitty, shitty hospital in Miami, and fuck, I thought I was going to (laughs) die. I thought I was dead. And so did my ex-fiance, man. She was terrified. They were trying to kill me. But um, that's when all this shit started with me. But I, it, it started because my daughter contracted staphylococcal scalded skin syndrome. And she gave it to me. Wow. And um, so it started this whole ball in my head where it was just like, we, uh, we initially moved from Kansas City to West Palm Beach thinking it was going to be better for her eczema. And it turned out being worse. So... We moved back home, and once we moved back home, um, I had I had a couple months worth of knowledge when it came to TSW. Because once I got to the hospital, I I started digging deep, and my yeah. mom helped with some of it. And it was just like this TSW thing seems to be exactly what I'm going through. And so once we got home, I told her I told her dermatologist I was just like we're done. That's it. No more. I'm never again. I'll never touch my daughter with another steroid. And, she, and they tried bullying me and telling me that I needed to do it and that, you know, they could become a neglect thing. And I'm like, look, I know all about neglect when it comes to my daughter's skin issue. Believe me. Cause my, my ex was not great with, and still isn't great with skin. She doesn't take care of my kid's skin the way that I do, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I cured my daughter's eczema with probiotics and aquaphor, man. I, when she was itchy, I would put, I would moisturize her skin with just plain old aquaphor. And I'd never put anything else on her skin. And I would put it only on the spots where she was dry or seemed to be having an issue. Mm-hmm. And I did that for about six months, man. And six months later, man, every, it was just gone, dude. It burned itself out. My son, he's five years old. His is burning itself out. I mean, he gets a little bit on his ankles and his wrists. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm a believer in probiotics for sure. That's yeah, something. man, you got to get that gut in Me check, too. dude. I, tr- I looked right into that because I was always healthy overall. I never really had any major issues. Like I exactly. said, exactly. Isn't yeah. that crazy? <laughs> yeah, like I'm never. I was never expecting my skin condition to turn into what it did for, and have me suffering and bedridden for so long. Like it was yes. plus years that I was like useless. You know, dude, I lost the tip of my fucking finger. Oh uh, yeah, you were saying. <laughs> This is insane to me, dude. Like, you want to talk about PTSD, man? That's, that's, I think the worst part of this disease is the psychological damage that it does and keeps doing. It's truly traumatic, man. It really, it's, it's some of the worst things. Like, I, I just, oh, God, dude, you look down and you see skin and you're like, oh, fuck. And you you see your skin weeping and then it's just pain and you're, it's just so many, so many facets of psycho psychosis you go through. It's honestly why I, I kind of hesitated so long to jump on here. I was like, I know. I'm not ready to just review everything that happened to me. <laughs> yeah. Let's some- relive every shitty moment I've had in the past five years. Dope. <laughs> At some point, though, man, it becomes like 
your journey is someone else's healing story. You know, like this, it's, it's their, it's their way of going, Oh shit. Like I needed to hear this. That's it, man. That's all I'm trying to be here for, just for to prevent other people from suffering or at least just letting them know that there's a way to get through this. You just have to be persistent and yeah. stronger than you ever thought you could possibly be. Yeah. And see, that's when I first first thought about doing this podcast. It was my mom's friend actually was like, you should do a podcast. And I was like, yeah, maybe I should. Mm-hmm. And I and so, I mean, honestly, it was just like, I spent so many days and so many nights either stuck in bed, crying on the floor in the shower or stuck in bed or in a hospital room. Yeah. Um, it just like, it just became this cycle of fucking madness. And I was just like, I kept reading all the stories on Facebook. I was reading people's stories, but it was like, it was, it was more traumatic to read and see the pictures. And then I was like, I just, I would rather hear somebody's voice. Yeah, yeah. I would rather talk to these people and actually find out what they really went through than have to try to read through the shit because at this point it's just more traumatic for me to do it that way. So I'm going to try to do it this way. Exactly. I totally commend you on doing this for all you've been through and what you still deal with. Like you are truly qualified for the job. I'll say that. (laughs) Unfortunately, I, I agree, but I mean, there's so many people out there, man. I mean, Nina is one that just breaks my heart all the time. And I just wish and pray for her. There's just so many. And all these new folks that I've that I've run into, it's just crazy, man. I, the stories just never cease to amaze me. It's just that the shit that we've all had to go through is just, it's criminal, man. It's, it I say it in every one of my podcasts. It's yeah, fucking yeah. criminal. And I've yet to meet someone in person. That's really my true goal. Yes. I know the one guy, Jake, in the in the group, we were talking back and forth for a little bit. He's in New York City. So I said, hey, man, we should definitely try to meet up either there in Jersey. I, I said, I'll do it. I'm down. We'll make it happen one day, I'm sure. Yeah. One of these days, man, we're all going to get together. And my boy, Mitchell Patton, he's Australia, man. He's in Sydney, and I want to go see him. <laughs> but... I'm looking at plane tickets. I'm like, damn, it's so expensive to fly. Mm, yeah. Uh, the, the economy is not lending to uh, traveling. I got a fraternity brother out there, actually. He got married. He's a teacher. Moved right out to Australia. Yeah, but you know why? Because he's getting paid. That's why. Yeah. yeah. The economy over there is insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they pay crazy taxes, too, man. Uh I think Mitchell was saying something. It's like it's up there like 35, 40%. Wow. But they take care of their people, though. I mean, they, I don't know. It's like healthcare is free and they do other shit. And so, whatever. I mean, (laughs) US US economy sucks right now. We're pretty backwards here. I've learned that. (laughs) Yeah. When you started, I started talking to people all over the world doing this podcast and I, I, I hear little things and I'm like, damn it. I wish I didn't live here. <laughs> but I mean, that was the hardest thing, having no like financial help, like when you just can't work, you know? Yeah. Like, they, yeah. They don't want to acknowledge it. I can't get any type of note that says, this is what I'm dealing with. This is why I'm suffering. And this is what I is necessary for me to get better and get over this condition. See, and that's where I feel like I've been blessed. And I feel like I've been extremely lucky in this. And it's a sick fucking way to think about it. But because I have so many other conditions from this bullshit, 
it was easy for me to get on disability. Right, right. My yeah. disability was very evident the moment they set me down in a hospital bed. They were like, this kid's fucked up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, I mean, I've got one. My my right hip was done in 19. This My left hip, they got scheduled for March 22nd. So I will officially have two fake hips about a month after my 38th birthday, which is fucking awesome. Wow, man. It's great. Um, I just lost a couple teeth because of this bullshit. I lost my fingertip. Um, my knees are both shot. I mean, I when I hear you in every episode, I'm like, I can't believe how much this guy is, is has gone through and is still going through. It's just, I can't even like from even what all I've been through with this just one condition. Yeah, man, it's... I can't relate, but I can't nearly relate in the big picture. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> but it's it's all very relatable though i mean it's it really is it's the just the sheer madness of it all is is i think it, it in the end it's one big mushroom clad i mean we all we're all under the same blanket man we I was, are i was definitely taking the time to kind of go back and dissect like the different phases of it and what i was dealing with and what mm -hmm. on the flaking i could have filled up a whole trash can full you know of right of, of how much to shed it off over the year. Uh -huh. um, it was so bad when I was first working at this office. I was working for two guys that were like their own private company. And they just had me set up on a computer, just working through the computer, answering phones at first. But then it eventually just became computer work. So I was fine with it. But I I mean, just literally the, the walk from the parking lot to where the office was in the building was almost impossible just for me to, to walk that. Yep. The beginning, like the first couple months, I think I lasted four or five months there. And I said, I can't do this anymore. I can't focus. I'm only thinking about itching and scratching and flaking and skin is all on my mind that I can't do anything else. You know, and yep. I'm just, the pain that I'm dealing with, with the split, the splits everywhere in the hands, you know, the hands. Oh, fuck. I had patches, like sore patches on my feet. Like that yeah. were oozing for the longest time. They were the last things to heal, actually. Two years, dude. Two years, I swear, two years, my feet were split wide open nonstop for two years straight. I mean, that takes a toll. I'll say that, man. Oh, yeah, dude. Trying to get up and take a piss was like fucking World War Three every day. It was like the mental mind game to get into the mood to just want to get, not only that, just to open my eyes for the day. Yeah, man. When you say, like, you got to take your pain meds to, to start your morning, like, Oof. I what you're saying right there yeah and i'm like chewing them up you know like oh, get in there get in there <laughs> but you know and that's the sad the crazy thing well it's not i don't get it's not sad or crazy actually i think it's a good thing but i, I have such a addictive personality that i was really worried when I, this first started because you know jesus christ they're giving me some really good painkillers but i've i've stayed true to these fucking prescriptions to the, I mean, I don't take the shit. I take it exactly as prescribed and always have. Mm. And it, it's at the point now to where I really honestly don't think that they do much at all because I feel everything. And I'm still nowhere near healed. So, I mean, that's the sad thing. I think I'm coming on six years now, I guess, 2015. Yeah, almost six years, six years now. Yeah, that's, that's my just, line right, like right on, you know. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you're right behind me. 
praying and pulling for everybody that they can do the same thing. Like, come on, like we all got to get through this. You know, I hope yeah. and you suffer for any reason. Cause that's what you really, your eyes just become open to all of a sudden, like look at the suffering that's possible in this world. Mm-hmm. Stuff that you would never fathom mm-hmm. for any reason. But you know, standing here where I'm at six years, <clears throat> I don't want anybody to be listening to this to think, "Oh shit, that's me in six years." Don't worry about years and time. No, no you can't. Just time and years, you start thinking about that shit, and it will fucking drive you crazy because no. that's not the game. The game is just to stop the steroids and to get yourself a support group and just survive because this—it's a bumpy ride. Your ride is going to be bumpier than some, maybe not as bumpy as others. It's but they really have to just focus on getting through the day. Yeah. One day at a time, one moment at a time. Shit. I had to tell myself that uh, I'm going to tell this <clears throat> and only because I know my sister won't listen to this podcast, but this Christmas was the worst I've ever had because my six-year-old niece was hit by a drunk driver oh. on the 17th of December and uh, the plug was pulled uh, a couple days after Christmas. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, we donated all of our organs, though. And, you know, the turnaround is this beautiful miracle that came out of this horrible disaster, this fucking tragedy that my family suffered twice now. My nephew, who I live with and take care of, uh, was dropped on his head when he was six months old and has cerebral palsy. And Uh so we've gone through this before, except for this one. This didn't turn out the way that... (laughs) Caleb did, obviously, but then in the turnaround, you know, as I'm telling my daughter that her favorite cousin's never going to wake up and, you know, that we need to think about her on Christmas as a miracle. And I, it opened my eyes to the fact that <laughs> out of that tragedy came five miracles because she was able to save five lives. Okay. Well, hey, that's good to know, at least. Yeah. And, and, so, and so how many families got to wake up on Christmas Day and actually have a miracle you know our christmas day sucked (laughs) there's there's didn't you know so i was wondering about you man when i was like first reaching out i didn't want to be too like pushy about it i'm gonna let him have a space he'll come to me when when he's ready it was rough man because right after that we all got sick Uh, my son my son christmas eve i came home christmas eve actually from the hospital so i could be with my own my kids for christmas and um I came home to my son having a 102.5 tent and then I got sick. And then right after that, my daughter got sick and then the flip came around. They, I sent them back to their mothers for a day. She got sick. So she sent them back to me. So I had them for two and a, two and a half weeks straight. And uh, when she sent them back to me, she sent them back to me sick. And then I got COVID. Wow. <laughs> so then I've been dealing with that up until last week end of the week and then some other shit happened that I don't need to talk about here but (laughs) regardless it's been a month and a half man but at the end of the day you know I stand here six years later into this and I think about it and I am so blessed to be able to 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 look back and look at all the shit that I've been through and be standing here where I am on the other side because there's days where I thought I'd never make it man Honestly, man, like I feel like a badass warrior, and you're like, hell yeah, the most badass of warriors that I can. <laughs> I said it's unimaginable. I it's, mean, and oh, I just, I, I feel so horrible like, for all the people that get screwed, and, and they're like, they're in the beginning of this journey, 
and they're still like on the fence. You see those those people that come on and they're like, I don't know, should I? Should I not? Should I? And you're like screaming at them through the fucking computer, like, no. Exactly. <sighs> I hate it, man. I was I had I was dealing with the, the Rona right around New Year's, like literally New Year's Eve. We went out. And three days later, all the guys that went out would, were sick with it, testing positive. Oh shit! So I like I, when I was reaching out, I was I wasn't surprised that you could be dealing with exactly that. And, mm-hmm. uh, I totally get it. It's just it's just the thing we have to deal with now, you know. It is the world we live in, man. But I tell you right now, dude, if uh, anybody's listening and they uh, they think they have the Rona, just get your ass out of bed and walk around. Don't lay down. Oh, 100%. Yes, exactly. A lot Keep of people... on moving, folks, because holy shit. Much sucks, you got to push yourself to move yep. something, you know, because it'll just overtake you if you just lay there and let it, you know. Well, and I'm not going to lie, man. I mean, I've got asthma and COPD. Right. Smoke, because I'm a fucking idiot. I don't know why. It's the one thing I've got left. Mm-hmm. So they can't take that from me yet. <laughs> right. I'm being stubborn with the smoking, but um, I'm not going to lie, dude. I was a little fucking worried there for a second. You know, um, I got that like whole head cold vibe and I was like, my head felt like a bowling ball. I was just walking around at a 90 degree angle looking at the ground like, oh man, I'm fucked. This is Rona. And then I felt it kind of slip down into my chest and I was like, oh man, it's I'm dead. <laughs> like I'm. I'm that asshole that didn't get vaccinated and was like, no, no, no. Now I'm fucking dead. It's going to kill me. <laughs> first time, just a little bit. I was like, oh, <laughs> this might get me. I don't know. Right? <laughs> I, I felt like the breathing part. I was like, oh, it's a little hard to breathe in the morning. But literally, uh-huh. I got up and started moving. Like, I was doing physical work. And I, yeah. I was like chugging water. And I'm like, all right. Once I, st- once I was actually moving continuously... It went away. It subsided. Yep. Like, all right, I'm good. Yep. And, you know, yeah, it was literally just in the morning, the first time I got it, which was over last summer, that I was like, all right, everything, all the symptoms they say that it brings, I got pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Lost my taste and smell. That was definitely a terrible aspect of it. Never experienced anything like that before, honestly. See, I didn't lose my, I didn't lose the smell, taste thing. That was fine. Everything was good there. Yeah. yeah. Everything else, though, it was like amplified by fucking twenty. I mean, it sucked. Mm-hmm. And it that fucking was- sucked. And I'm trust me, I'm not laughing about it because it was not funny. But I mean, it when was- I think back on it now, it's pretty goddamn funny because I mean, I am that asshole. I was just like, I was just over here fucking dancing in my house, like oh, I'm not ever gonna get it. That's, I mean, I felt that way after pretty much getting over tsw i was like i'm not worried about this virus i'm pretty right? sure body's gonna fight it right off like look how <laughs> from this from this condition where i was widespread eczema and just <laughs> up, i'm like i can take on anything i literally felt like that and still pretty much feel that way like i'm i could take on whatever life's gonna throw me if, yeah I, absolutely I, i'm fucking invincible man yeah, like you can't help but feel that way, you know? I'm kind of, yeah. I mean, at this point, I'm kind of, okay, so hold on. Let me put it to you this way, Chris, okay? This is why I think I'm bulletproof at this point. And God's going to strike me down in my own house right now. I know he is, but <laughs> I've, I've had MRSA 17 times. I've had MSSA 13 times. I've had sepsis three times. I have had staphylococcus scalded skin 59. So I've had it twice. I'm the 59th and 60th reported case. 
and it's a 60% mortality rate. I survived my fucking the fingertip explosion. I've got two hips. Yeah, dude, I'm pretty fucking bulletproof. They can kiss my ass. They're not going to get me with some bullshit, Rona. I know, man. I like that. <laughs> No, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm pretty sure, like, my body's like legit now, all put together. I'm all normal, working again, like, right out, you know, like, yeah, I'm eating good. I changed my ways for the better, you know. I did, yeah, do, yeah. I'm 164 pounds right now. I'm like the best physical shape I've ever been in in my entire life. That's awesome, man. I just got sick and tired of fucking bullshit, man. I really did. I, I was so fat. I was, and I didn't realize it because mm. I was just used to like, I don't know. I was, I don't know. I was just used to being fucking fat, I guess. I don't know. I just didn't realize. And I just, I, one day I went down to tie my shoes and I realized that I was like doing that fat, like <laughs> I was, I, it hurt, dude. I was fucking tying my shoes. Yeah. I was like, no, dude, I'm too young for this shit. I'm not, no, this is not cool. Yeah. That's the last thing you want. It's just like to have too much body to handle and your organs are just struggling yeah that's well i mean you know this disease takes enough from you you know you can't uh, take your health in general you just you can't just give up and i really felt like what helped me with the virus and especially with tsw was thc oil yeah i mean that was the savior in my journey was like this makes the pain go away this makes me think positive thoughts and be hopeful about my situation and grateful overall about, hey, right, you're going to get through this. You're going to have a second chance at life. You're, you're just you're going to learn a lot along the way. It's going to be painful, suffering and terrible and set you back years. But it's all going to be for a reason. It's going to be worth it. That's all I kept telling myself, you know, and it, it, has, it helped so much with mindset that I can't be more of a proponent for THC. For sure, dude. Anymore, I, whatever can can be a, a, a benefit to someone, I, I feel like I can recommend it to anybody. Absolutely. And I love, the thing I love about that is it's it's honestly, it's, it's fucking, it's legal now. And it's just, it's from the earth. And it's not something that's big pharma. It's not big pharma shooting down your throat and, and trying to get you to try some. You know, here I am still, <laughs> I'm still the asshole who thinks that Zoller is going to be a saving grace throughout this process because I've done a lot of research and Zoller seems to be the one biologic that's not an immunosuppressant and it's not going to screw me up for life. So I'm just trying it, you know, because it helps asthma and it might help my eczema. Mm -hmm. So here I am, though. Now I've got to give myself a shot in the belly every month. And I, I fucking hate it. I, I'm just I'm still sitting here on the big wheel that is big farm i'm just going round and round in circles trying the next big thing Ugh. and it sucks because i've got my two kids that i have to be i have to be here for them you know so i've had to i've had to make some really big choices when it comes to what i'm gonna do to get better and to what i'm gonna do to i'm not taking steroids anymore so i know that i'm yeah. done with steroids and they kiss my ass i'm never gonna do them again and they keep trying Six yeah. years later, those sneaky bastards keep crying. Everyone I heard tell their story was like the same story over and over again, where you go for some help, for some relief, for anything but steroids. Yep. Because that's what screwed you in the first place. Mm -hmm. 
and they're just like, I can give you more steroids. And you're like, Ooh, are you yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's the most insane thing. I've, I, mean, I don't I, even, I won't even make, they keep, t- they keep trying at KU where I go uh, here in Kansas City. They keep trying to get me to go to the dermatology and follow up with Dr. Rushbar. And I'm like, no, I'm not going back there. And they're like, yeah. why not? For a while, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do my own thing. They kind of st- steered me in the wrong direction. I'll, I'll recorrect the ship here, you know? Right, right. And the one time that I did go back, because I was continually suffering, and it just didn't seem like it was getting better for a while. I'm like, what can you do for me? What can you recommend? I just need some kind of medical professional actual help. And nothing. Like, legit nothing. Yep. Don't know what to do. I don't know why you're doing this to yourself. Like, you're, you're, like you're the crazy one, you know? Well, in the... <laughs> The, the cool the cool thing is for me when I go to an allergist and they're like, we should do some patch testing. And I'm like, okay. And then we do the patch testing. And they're like, you know, patch testing is not really that reliable. So we should do some blood testing. And then you do blood testing and they're like, well, you know, it's not that reliable. So we should do this testing. And it's just like, nothing, nothing's fucking reliable. So why do we keep I've testing for it? I've learned that in my life, that's for sure. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. It's the Google game now, dude. It's the yeah. Google game. Thank goodness for the internet age, man. To have information. I promise you. I don't know if I, like, how, how would have any of us found out, really? Like, what was. I know. The, we didn't know other people that went through it successfully, you know? I know, man. It's scary to think. That, it's scary to think about that, isn't it? It is. It really. Like, holy shit. How dark would we all still be? And, you know, honestly, though. I think I think at some point these these steroids really are starting to kill us. I think that they really are starting to have really detrimental effects on our on our internal system in the in our organs. I think that they they are killing us. Dude, it's everything, man. Everything was affected during this withdrawal process. That's what I still can't get over of how much it involved the whole body, like. So did you go through the did you go through the whole process with your adrenals and like having the sweats and night and all that bullshit? Yep. I had it all, man. I had the anxiety, I had the stringy stuff in my eyes, I had mm-hmm. the joint pain. I still like crack my neck and my back all the time. I don't know if that's an after effect from being in bed for so long or what it could be, but that's like the main thing I deal with on a regular now. You know the worst thing for me was the fucking ooze inside the ear. Yeah. Oh God, dude! I used to fuck that, and like scabs used to fucking form in my ear, and I just like I'd get Q-tips and just pull it all out. Like, oh fuck! It's hard to think about the ooze. I'll tell you. Oh, the ooze, man. One thing I haven't heard people talk about on this uh, podcast yet: going outside in the summertime. Oh, you're oozing, and you're just trying to get some sunlight. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The flies just. Out of nowhere, or attack. Oh, so I don't know gross. If it deals with that, but I I couldn't stay outside for more than a minute because the flies would be swarming me. I hated it. Loving I, the ooze coming out of me and that raw friggin' flesh smell. The orangey fucking oh god! Yeah. I can't even be outside. This is terrible. Like oh, I, it, was, it was like I. That's where I almost gave up. I knew I wasn't gonna give up, but I was like I. Can't fucking live like this anymore. <laughs> well, and the shit thing is, like, the sun feels better than anything you can. Like, sun I love, sun. I love a good fucking hot shower. I really do because it just make it takes that itching, like, 
it takes that shrinking feeling that your skin has where you feel like every time you move, it's just going to rip wide open. Yeah, exactly. That's how the hot shower takes that shit away. So I just sit in the fucking hot shower forever. But I lived in the bathtub, man. Yeah, like, man. See, and I don't have a bathtub and have it this entire fucking time. And I've heard people, I've, I've heard oh. multiple people say they don't have bathtubs. They, they, they don't know what it's like to soak in a bath. I'm like, that was another major savior of, yeah. of getting through this, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for hours and hours on end would just soak and baking soda. And I'd use sesame seed oil and yep. different concoctions to see what worked better than, than than the last. You know, see that's what everybody talked about was jumping in a, a bath, and the whole time I'm just like, I want to, I want to kill myself even more now. <laughs> I like I can't. People that don't have tubs, I'm like, oh man, I, I feel like it was necessary. I couldn't imagine not having it. I had friends, though, that were like, yo, if you need to come over and take a bath, man, come on over. But yeah. it's just like, yeah. I appreciated it so much, but, you know, it was hard enough to go from fucking, like, my bed to the bathroom, which was literally 10 steps. Mm-hmm. It's just that, and again, like, I had that fear of opening my eyes every day because I didn't want to go to the mirror and yeah. look and see how fucked up my face was for the day. Yeah, definitely, man. So that's that internal like beauty and the be- the beauty and the beast thing where you're just like I just don't even want to look at myself today, you know. Mm-hmm. You yeah. lose you lose touch of who you were, and yeah. it's it's yeah. almost like you're shedding skin to like become a butterfly, but you just you don't know when that butterfly is really gonna come out because you're still that ooey gooey fucking thing. <laughs> I mean, it was it was like the. Uh... What was I thinking here? Um, it was the anxiety that I felt for the first time in my life that really was paralyzing. Yep. Like, I've never felt that before. I never became so antisocial. And yep. whatever reason, it was like the universe was conspiring against me. Yep. No matter what I did to try to get away from people, to have like an itch fit or just have some privacy not be seen it was it was like it was impossible i could not like remove myself from people yep i think that carried on into my healed state because i still have an issue with like being around people sometimes i am extremely anxious around people you know how fucked up that is because i bartend weddings on the weekends i never used to be like that not nearly as this bad it's terrible man it's terrible but i didn't even like to go outside on i i during the worst of this man I didn't even want to sit on my fucking front porch because I didn't want my neighbors to look at me from across the street. Mm. Definitely hear that, man. You know what I mean? Like you're hiding from everybody. Exactly. And that's all I wanted to do was hide sometimes. Cause I, I was able to work after like, the, I think after a year and a half, two years, I was looking for jobs again and I was able to do like auto parts delivery and working for Amazon here and there, Amazon flex. Right. Um, I worked at a auto body shop for a week. They legit let me go because the odor was so bad. Like, the, oh Jesus, dude! The chick, the chick that was the manager of the office, she was like lighting candles every time I'm there. And oh shit! Around and I'm like, I knew I was dealing with something still, and I didn't really tell anybody. But like, one of the guys there asked if I had like showered in in that week or whatever. Oh no! Hey, like, it's just I'm dealing with something, and nobody was gonna understand, right? The, can't really explain it to people that that haven't been through it right well i'll never forget that was a real low (laughs) yeah 
Yeah, that's fucked up, dude. Just trying to get back to the workplace was, oh, what a transition, you know? It's hard enough to begin with normally, never yeah. mind skin condition that's 10 times worse than anything what, you know, what the normal population is used to. You see, I ran restaurants, man, so there's no going back to the workforce for me. Right. I mean, my work, my, my shit done, like, I uh, I bartend weddings on the weekends uh, for this private catering company here in Kansas City, and I do I do well, man. I mean, I make a little bit of extra money for me and my kids to go hang out, you know. But I yeah. I mean, being a single dad doing this shit has been rough too, man. I can tell you that uh, it puts a whole new spin on fucking being sick because you don't get to be sick. I mean, there was days, don't get me wrong, where my mother helped me one hundred percent because I just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you have to fight through the shit, man. You just get your ass up and you do it, man. Because those little kids, they need you, man. And That's unfortunately a- for them, you know, our my dynamic with their mother is not great, and my side is a little bit different. And I'm not gonna badmouth anybody, but they just they got a better gig here, and it's uh, it's important for me to be the best version of myself I can be. And they've seen me with. They've seen me go through the shit, man. They and they've seen, but I've never hit it from. I've never hide a thing from them. Yeah. They saw me at my worst. They saw me cry. They saw me scream. They saw they saw me fucking at my lowest goddamn point in this world, and they saw me climb the fuck through it. Mm-hmm. That's that's all so inspiring, man. Like that's, I feel like for you. To me, like that's the motivation that you needed. Like that was, oh yeah, specifically, you know, one hundred percent. And I think at some point, everybody finds that motivation, no matter what it is. I think everybody's light bulb clicks at some point in this journey, and they go, "Okay, this is it. I'm done." Because I think that you can hold on to the negative for entirely too long, and it can prolong that healing experience. Mm -hmm. Because I think your mindset has a whole lot to do with this too. Oh, dude, 100%. Because when you were talking about earlier when it went shit for you in college, mm-hmm. of course it did. Stress is a motherfucking silent killer. That's a huge thing, man. That's what my focus was ever since. I was like, I need to reduce my stress as 100%. much. 100%. And still, I practice that all the time. Like, with this job, I just quit a job that I was working for the past year because I was like, it's too much, too much time-consuming. Too many things are potentially going wrong with every job it was project management you know so it was yeah. parts a lot of scheduling ahead of time and weather-based events and it was like uh, <laughs> this is unnecessary stress i'm bringing on myself that i clearly do not need yeah but yeah i was like I, I that's my main goal is to keep my stress level low at least for the first couple of years that i'm getting out of this withdrawal this this just terrible unforgettable life-changing experience well i think that people forget that you know your skin is the biggest organ in your body i mean it's we're your skin's working overtime to get rid of all these toxins constantly reproduce itself and i mean when you put your body in a state of shock the way that we do with the immunosuppressants and we're trying to come out of it and then we add stress into the fucking environment it's like no wonder we all went crazy for as long as we did and there was nobody there to hold our hand through it because all the doctors were saying you're crazy nobody nobody literally like i had my mom here to support me financially first year or so uh-huh. 
help me pay off my car because I just bought a car in 2012. And that's all I could have asked for. Like, I wasn't asking much more from her just to, to as far as helping me along because I knew it was just going to be me who got me through. Yeah. But it literally, that's what it came down to. Like, she made sure it was food in the house, which I always appreciated, you know. Forever grateful for her being here and seeing me through, you know, and just cheering me on. Like, you got this. Keep going, you know. Right, right. You'll make it through. But it literally was just on me to just force myself to get up, move around. I was going for late night walks, like 2 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. She thought I was crazy for doing it. Yep. I don't care. This is when I'm awake. This is when I'm feeling it. I'm throwing my yep. head on. I got I got big into like heavy metal and like death core and like really hard hard dark stuff, you know. And I, I would just that would be my escape. I'm like I'm gonna go walk. I don't care if I'm in pain. I'll feel better after the fact. I'm gonna smoke up. I'm gonna get lost in my thoughts a little bit. Yep. Give myself a little distraction from just being in bed and thinking about how bad my skin is. And that's it, man. I mean, just, just you have to do that shit. It's in you have to survive on your time. You have to do it on your time. People think like people used to think I was fucking nuts because I mean I'd be up three, four, five days at a time. Yeah, I, I got real bad insomnia with this shit, man. Like that was the kick in the ass for me, man, because I love my sleep. Same again. I never had a problem with sleep up until right the first year. I think it hit. That where I was that legit like in the tub like trying to sleep just trying <laughs> yeah. to get comfortable and just not off for a little bit and it just like it was impossible for some amount of time. Luckily, it wasn't too long, but I I never thought I would ever go through insomnia like as bad as it was. I'm still going through it now, man. Um, oh. they have me on. It was all okay, so they've upped all my shit, so we're gonna. Go down the crazy trend here for a second. They have me on eight milligrams extended release Dilaudid, four milligrams every six hours as needed for pain. No, no, twelve hundred milligrams of lithium carbonate, um, wow. one hundred fifty milligrams of nortriptyline, fifteen milligrams of prezosin, and thirty milligrams of buspirone, which is like Xanax. Uh -huh. Um, and I still don't fucking sleep. <laughs> so they, they uh. They sent me and they had me do a sleep study and they were like, yeah, you're fucking nuts. Bing, bing, boom, boom, crazy. And they're like, you need to come back because we think you have see, uh, sleep apnea. And I'm like, of course, everybody has fucking sleep apnea. And now it's like they're trying to push those fucking machines now, those CPAPs. Right. <laughs> so they wanted me to come back. But then they also said that they were afraid that I might have multiple sclerosis. Mm. And that might be what has caused a lot of the prolonging effects that I have. And a lot of the shit that I've been dealing with could be MS, but MS is really hard to diagnose. Right. So they have to, they have to do this other sleep study with the, <clears throat> the probes and everything. And I fucking bailed on it, man. I skipped it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to know. The I cancer scare was like enough for me because they thought I had T-cell lymphoma, and it was like a six-month drag out, and I'm like, Ugh. I don't need to wonder if I got cancer for six months. You know, I don't like, I don't need that shit right now. I just don't. Like, I'm in a good place in my life. Not at all. And you know what? Honestly, if it is fucking MS, then I'm just going to have to take care of myself anyway. I mean, that's what they're going to say. Eat healthy, do the right thing. 
I don't know. I just, but I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with that shit at this point, man. Cause I'm just on such a good, I'm on a good path right now, man. But it, it's, it, I guess the, one of my points to that was on the medicine side, my uh, pain management team here will no longer uh, prescribe my pain pills. If I drop dirty with another, uh, for pot again no <laughs> and i thought that was really fucking crazy because That's... i said so if i get a card and i'm a legal card carrying member of the marijuana community and i can buy it from a dispensary you still won't prescribe me my painkillers and she was like no wow that is unreal man right i would so demonize still <laughs> awesome, but right? see here's my That's here's my question cool. to her after that it was like okay <laughs> So if if I if I go get shit faced tonight, I, you, there's nothing you can do about. It. I can go get shit fucking hammered drunk mm-hmm. on lithium and fucking dilated and all this other shit that you're not supposed to drink on, and come in tomorrow and and, and and you'll never fucking know it. But the pot scares you. That's what fucking scares you. Having me on toxic levels of lithium doesn't scare you, but smoking a fucking joint scares you. You people suck. I know, man. Like for no reason, for no good reason. There is no reason when it helps and has so so much beneficial factors for for like across the spectrum, you know, like you can benefit one way or another from it. Well, and that was my whole question too. Is like you guys have me on toxic levels of lithium and nortriptyline, and they're not even being tested at a therapeutic level, even at toxic levels, and yet the one thing that does fucking help me, you want to take away. Oh, it's like too, how fair is that? Not at all. It's so backwards. It's so it's so backwards. And, and the it's... shitty thing is, all the drugs that I take is that that all these pharmaceuticals cost me less money than a bag of weed. So right, who's the real fucking drug dealer? Yeah. Jesus Christ! And that's the one thing that I kind of counted on for a while was the weed was going to help me sleep. You know, I would like yeah. All right, enjoy a little high and then a little nice little doze off. Yeah. On Benadryl, trying that in the beginning. Oh, yeah. Try to help with the ooze, try to help me calm down and sleep. Um, just being like, I, I had a, a regular inhaler just for mild asthma. Right. You know, coming out of college, and I still have one now. Rarely need it, thankfully. I was prescribed a steroid inhaler during TSW. Never used it. I think maybe I tried it once and I was like, nah, I'm not going to screw with this. You know, right. I don't I think it's more than what I really need. Right. And I, you know, I was on the oral steroids a couple times too. So that was definitely part of like just what was building inside of me. Oh, the fucking prednisone, man. That shit's the devil. Yeah. So uh, that's what caused my avascular necrosis. And um, it's also what caused my osteoporosis and my degenerative disc disease and my arthritis. But guess what? Nobody will ever stand trial for that. Mm, Right. You know, like nobody will ever have consequences from that bullshit. When you feel it in your bones like that, it's it's still like I was feeling it this week. I, I use my work phone a lot. I take photos at a 
car dealerships. That's my part-time job. Nice. And I felt it like in like right by the knuckle on the inside of my right hand. Like, oh man, it's it's kind of hurting. Like, <laughs> I hope this is specifically something and not just some random pain that's starting. <laughs> I hope I broke my finger and this isn't some fucking bullshit coming up. <laughs> you can't help he, but think like things are going to start to come back, you know? It's always that's, like, that's the crazy bullshit, Chris. That's crazy bullshit that I've had to put up with like a couple times now. I went to the fucking hospital for a rash. Right. For a rash, okay? Oh. And we we say it as a rash, but I was covered head to toe. It was pretty, it was pretty awful. Right. But regardless, diagnosis, rash. And then I came out with a fucking fake hip. Oh my goodness. What kind of sideways bullshit is that? Another time I go in and I go, hey, doc, um, I get these little infections under my fingernails and I got one under this nail. And he goes, yeah, you broke your finger. And now it's inside the bone. You're going to have to take that. Uh, like, seriously, dude, what is wrong with you? Every time I come in here, you want to take something away from me. That's not. Uh, it's literally like the doctor game, like the. You know, like, stop it. I'm done. Oh, and now, now they want to do electric shock therapy. Wow. Electric <laughs> shock. Oh, that to always intrigued my, me. To cure my major depressive disorder, my AV anxiety, my PTSD, and my ADHD, and all, all the other Ds that they fucking put on me. Did you see that video recently where the guy was, like, at, at a strip club for his birthday, and the, the, the dancer's, like, with him, it's like, kind of roughing him up a little bit like they, his friends must have paid for her to like fuck oh. with him <laughs> and like you see like she slaps him in the face kind of hard but he's kind of just like whatever he just takes it and then out of nowhere like she doused him in something like some type of alcohol high proof alcohol and right after like immediately after she goes and tases him so the oh, teaser initiates the alcohol literally ignites the alcohol immediately oh. his his whole torso was on fire for like a good 10 seconds <laughs> like, this is what the guy gets for birthday uh, night out you know right <laughs> <laughs> oh shit i never you know <laughs> i felt the burn but not from actual fire <laughs> no shit <laughs> That's a good way to that's a good way to describe it though, man. Yeah. That's a good way to describe it. Cause people always ask, they're like, what does it feel like? I always think about it. Like what to describe like the worst parts of it were. So here's what I've always told people. I can't even like rank it. It's like it was it was all the worst, you know. Like, it's like having it's like having the worst sunburn you'll ever have. Yo. And then having like somebody come up with a razor blade and cut you about like, you know, thirty thousand times. Yeah. And then somebody comes on top of you with a bag of fucking lemons and they just squeeze the juice out of the lemons all over your fucking body. And then they pour screaming cold water on top of it just to fucking douse it off. Honestly, man, it's People just look at me. They're like, "Oh, you're fucking nuts." I'm like, "No, I'm just saying." What Man, it feels like. Oh, like just how people <laughs> don't understand how bad it is. Because how would you normally ever think that that's possible? Like, it's yeah, dude. And, and to be like a constant pain too. I remember I couldn't like unwrap a banana because if the string hit my hand the wrong way, it would sting like hell. You know, like <laughs> something as simple as that. Yep. So my best friend. I've known this kid for, uh, let's see, I'll be 38 in two weeks. 
So I've known him for 30 fucking three years, man. Best friends for 33 years now. His son is born a day before my daughter. Huh. Exactly 23 hours and 59 minutes to be exact. Wow. Um, so we're like a destined type. Like he's just, we're going to be the old dudes on the rocking chairs, you know, just kicking it. In fact, we're starting another podcast, just me and him. Nice. Coming up. It's going to be pretty cool. So I'm excited for that. But, um, anyways, <laughs> um, what was the point in my best friends? Um, oh, he's known me my whole life and he always gives me shit. And he always likes, he likes to make fun a little bit and poke because he knows what I've been through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But he's known me since I was a fucking kid, so he can he can do that, right? But he remembers when I was a kid because we grew up on a farm, dude. I'd just be walking past shit, and I'd like rub my like elbow against the counter, and then I'd look down and I'd be bleeding. He's and he'd just be like, "What? You just you didn't even and what?" And I'm like, "I know, dude. I know." It's just like the thinnest skin, mm. you know. It felt like a butterfly could land on me and I would bleed. Yeah, yeah. Just how thin your skin gets at some point. And that's what amazes me every day now is just like being actually healed and seeing normal skin and not all the redness and the scaliness and the ooze and the cracks. I had ridges on my scalp for the longest time after I was like pretty much healed for the most part. These like deep ridges like just lingered. They finally like went away for the most part last year. I was like, thank goodness, because it was just weird, you know, especially if I shaved my head. Oh, yeah. Like I had kind of like cornrows, you know. <laughs> like, I didn't mean to do that. It's just some No, weird... you're talking verti ridges. Okay. Those were going line. Oh, wow. That's yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, like deep. You know? I was like, that <laughs> like reverses itself. This is weird. <laughs> I Yeah, I remember when I would get the real bad edema in, the, in my legs, man. Mm. And my, I mean, my, my ankles would get so swollen. You could like push your finger down and they would just leave a huge button, (laughs) like deep in imprint down in my, it was just so gross. And honestly, I'm, I'm literally just now to the point today where I can see some, uh, normal skin color on my legs, man. Hey, good. I'm still pink from head to toe, but I'm starting to see that normal skin tone. I'm not nearly as itchy. But I had a I had a little mishap. I didn't have a mishap. I had a relapse. I took I took prednisone, oral prednisone, when I was in uh, Tulsa with my niece in the hospital. I w- I just my skin started blowing up, and I was like, "Screw this! I have to be here for my family." So I went and dosed myself with some prednisone. I took one for the team there, uh, but I rebounded pretty hard from it. Uh, you know that horrible rebound. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, it's a nasty son, bitch. That was like, like you knew after a while, after so many cycles, like you knew when you were in a flare. Oh yeah. It just like, I was like, oh here it goes, you know, this is yeah. gonna suck. But literally, and what I kept reading about it was that it was just gonna keep doing that that cycle yep. until it was less and less and less, and then one day it finally stopped. Yep. That's literally like what I expected to happen ended up actually happening and that's just what amazes me to look back and just see how it all happened yeah and i'm i'm so glad my mom like forced me to take pictures early on because i I honestly do believe this and i was gonna say this earlier when you're talking about your mom and her role in in your uh healing process but 
I, I've said this before in, in my one of my first ones. It was caretakers need love too, man. Mm-hmm. And caretakers get the brunt of a lot of shit when we're going through this whole deal. And I don't think people give them enough credit, dude. No, not at all. She, caretakers, she, like, she, especially she, the mothers, like, your mom had to sit there and watch her baby boy, whether you're fucking how old you are. How old are you, Chris? I, I started withdrawal when I was 27. I'm 33 now. Oh, you're old balls. No, I'm just joking, man. You're <laughs> young buck, man. In 12 years, you'll only be 45. Guess where I'll be? 50, mother. Oh, <laughs> I hate this life. It's getting so fast, man. It's taking off on me. But no, man, your mom, she had to watch her baby boy go through something that nobody should ever have to go through. No, and she's the only one that saw just how bad it was. She's exactly. the only one who truly understands it. So you know how many nights she spent in her bedroom sobbing, dude? I'm sure, yeah. Just crying her eyes out because I her know. baby boy was fucking just in pain and she couldn't stop it. She thought she thought at one point, like I just expired, you know, like I was in bed, not getting out of bed for like three days straight. Yeah. <laughs> there, you were just done for. Yeah, man. Like uh, I definitely felt like I was gonna be. That was early on, you know. And that's the thing. I don't think I'll ever be able to pay my mom back for that, man. I don't ever be oh, able to pay her back. To difficult too, man. Oh, she's and what she did for my kids too, man. Like. Mm-hmm. She, she helped my, my, my baby boy was uh, six months old when this shit went haywire on me and his crib was next to my bed the entire time. Right. I mean, I, I had my, I had, I've, I said it before on one of them, but I mean, I almost committed suicide, man. And if it wasn't for that baby boy waking up and popping his head up and me hearing him at that point in time, I wouldn't be here today, man. It was a, uh, it was dark, dude. It was one of the darkest times I've ever gone through. It's, it's just That's what I mean. Like you have certain things placed in your life purposely just to yep. keep track, you know. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Like, did you? Now it's like I think that's why I give so much to my kids the way I do today because I will say it. <laughs> like I'm a badass dad, man. I love my job and I'm fucking good at it, dude. That's great, man. Oh, you can ask my my kids, man. It's what I live for. I'm trying to pay them back the life that they gave me. And that's what you learned through this process is how to find true happiness. Yeah. That's really what came in. Like I was so grateful and appreciative of everything I had in my life and everything that I was overlooking in the past and living in the fast lane and just not taking the time to really slow down. When you're forced to slow down and focus on yourself and do this research of how your body works. And how it's meant to heal itself, it'll it'll always strive for optimal health. Like the the incredible things you learn about the human body, like it just it changes you. Just yeah. learning about it. Yep. Then you see it, you see it in action. Even though it's suffering that's involved, you know it's just healing. Yep. And yep. Now you just have to believe in that. That's really like I've become such a believer. Yeah, and I've said it before, man. Yeah. <laughs> You once you once you turn that corner right there, once you turn that corner and you start believing, you will see it. And it's just because you want to, man. It's because you want to. And once you want to, it's gonna happen. Because I, I once I knew what I was going through and what how how it was gonna be going for a while, I was like, all right, I don't I don't really need anything. I can I can get through this, you know. You can grin and bear it, yeah. Bad as it was for so long, I was like, all right, it'll definitely get better. And it you knew and see, and, 
and thanks to these groups, man, you kind of knew the steps. You knew what you had to look forward to and how you kind of had to look forward to it. Yeah, it's like I said, I read enough stories of success where I was like, all right, people have done this before. They documented what happened, and this is all the same thing that's happening to me. Everybody has yep. variations, but it's overall like this is what how it's going to go. Yep. And I just, I, yeah, I, I held on to that faith that it, like this is how it's going to go. Like I am going to heal 100%. Yeah, and see, I just I I love I love talking to everybody, man, because like you said, there's just those variations and everybody's variations make this thing so much more fun for me to learn about. And it's just because you meet so many neat people, man. And oh, just how everybody's <laughs> different. Uh, incredible how one species could be so different one to the next. Yeah. But how how one thing like how one thing can bring us all together. Yeah. And how how we're brought together in the the fucking buzz that we can create. Mm -hmm. And I think what we're going to be able to accomplish as a group of people is going to be one of the most dynamic things people have ever seen in the medical industry. And these numbers. Yeah. These growing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. If we can, if we can just keep these wheels rolling, I just, I heard some backlash from the skin on fire deal. I haven't watched it yet, honestly. Um, but you know, this, this whole in this whole idea that they keep talking about steroids being okay if if used properly and blah 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 fuck, that narrative needs to be fucking stifled immediately. Yeah, I'm so sick of hearing it, especially when it comes to these children. My God, ah, stop We're putting it on babies. Exactly, man. Give them a chance. Oh, every baby's reacting to everything that's in the world. All the shit that you and I have put into the world, our babies are dealing with it. And it's not the shit that was in the world 50 years ago. So you guys have to let these babies adapt to the world we created. Right. Stop yeah. purging their system with all this shit immediately, stifling the shit that we put out there. Because like you said before, like at least... Uh. We kind of made the choice ourselves, like to kind of go this route. Yep. Even though we were we were kind of missteered, uh, we you know we were able to recognize and correct. Yep. When you <laughs> when you do that just to a young child, like it's, it's just not, it's just it's not fair. It's not yeah. their choice. Unforgivable. Like that's it, it. Really, and that's I think where my mother talks about her guilt. And, and her guilt in, in her role in this because she does. She feels guilty as shit because she did it from the time I was a baby. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking, they they gave you the big old aquaphor sized tubs of that shit. And she just whack, 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 face to toe. So there was never a part of I like I see it where people are like, what if I put it on my cheek? Well, and I'm like, fuck, I wish I had that problem. Yeah. Oh, Dude, what if I crazy thing was that a lot of people I realized over the years they said their face in some shape or form was affected you know yeah yeah oh, I did have like little cuts around my mouth and my nostril area obviously my eyes were affected you know it aged me in the face undoubtedly but overall it seemed to have spared me <laughs> In you know, in my face region, at least. Oh, you lucky man! Which I feel lucky for. Yeah, I'm like my face. Oh, my it, face would literally shed probably twenty times a day. Wow. And I mean, I'm talking from 
crowned to ten, dude. Like, like legit. I would like I would wake up and I would rub my hands on my face and I would look down and my hands would just be covered in skin and I'd be like, motherfucker. So that was the part where. Remember I said I didn't like to look in the mirror every day? Yeah. That's why. Because I, I knew my face was messed up. I just didn't want to know how bad. And when this all first started, man, I was running a very, very high-revenue barred grill out in the middle of Overland Park, Kansas. And I was going to school full-time to become a nurse. Yeah. And I've got two f- fucking kids as a full-time dad. So, like, I'm going, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm Superman. Woohoo! That shit stops pretty quick, brother. Um, because it got to the point where I couldn't go to work anymore because my face was just, it was just shedding so bad. Mm-hmm. So I was like, look, guys, I can't do this anymore. Four o'clock in the morning's not conducive to me having a, a newborn baby. Like, I got I to gotta flip jobs, man. So I got rehired at Chili's to be a GM for Chili's. And I was training for them out in Wichita. And it was winter time, so that's a problematic time for people with us, eczema and shit like that. So uh, I knew I was going to have some dryness, so I took Aquaphor. But, dude, I was working one night, and I just felt that feeling where your skin starts to like feel like it's bubbling off your body, you know? Yeah. That icky, raised feeling. Yeah, yeah. And my face was that, just, I, and I went to the bathroom, and I was just covered in blisters. Oh. And to the hospital I go. And they wanted to transfer me from Wichita, Kansas to Kansas City, which is about four hours via ambulance. And I was like, nope. Oh, man. So my sister came and picked me up in a snowstorm. And I go to the hospital in Kansas City. And that's the first time I got hospitalized. And that was November 2017. But this shit started Christmas Day 2015. So... Yeah, I mean, fuck, it's seven years in, dude. Honestly, long haul. But I didn't, I didn't, the thing was, it wasn't until my third hospital visit in Kansas City that I found out that I stopped doing the steroids. Because when I first got there, they were like, we have, we're going to wet wrap you in bethmetazone and clobetazole. So they took saran wrap and they covered me from head to toe in those fucking steroid creams. Wow. And then they wet wrapped me for 12 hours a day. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah, brother. Um, ended up causing some major, I mean, kidney failure. Like it was bad. Oh, so man. I kept telling them like, guys, this hurts. I'm, I'm in pain. This sucks. It's making it worse. I feel worse guys. And they're like, Oh no, you just let us do this thing. I'm like, fuck it. I fired two doctors. Finally. Wow. I was like, Nope, you can do your thing somewhere else. Cause you suck. And this shit sucks. And I'm not putting it on anymore. And finally I'd stopped and then shit went. From zero to 100, I want to jump off a bridge immediately. Did you ever have any drastic weight loss? Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I went from 215 pounds down to 160 in like three months. Yeah, I did like 185 down to 155. Like, yeah. Same, same timeline. And you didn't do shit, did you? I didn't eat shit. I mean, yeah, right? I, had, I had appetite like out of control. Best fucking diet I've ever been on, bro. Like for a while, my appetite was <laughs> like unbelievable. Dude, when I say I'm in the best shape I've ever been in, like I like I actually like looking myself in the mirror. I'm like, huh, that guy looks good. <laughs> but I was underweight, like it was obvious. You oh, know? you went under under. Yeah, I was like, uh <laughs> and I'm eating so much, I'm thinking, how am I not 
you know, maintaining my normal weight is just right. the, all I could think looking back is like the body was initiating such an intense healing process and using all of what yep. it in itself to, to do that. And that's, that's basically just a side effect of, you know, the starting the healing process. Well, and I think that's the thing that people forget about is that whole candida thing. You know, your those little cilia in your stomach get laid down and all those vitamins that are supposed to be getting caught by the cilia don't get caught. So they just pass on through and you just piss out everything that you're supposed to be keeping a hold of. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a big part of this whole journey, too, is finding out how to heal your gut and finding out how to eat the right things and the what, you know, what causes inflammation and what doesn't. My biggest Achilles heel, sugar. I'm yeah. a sugar fiend. Sugar is the enemy for sure. Not anymore. They just pulled three teeth out of my mouth and I'm only 38 years old. I don't want to look like a meth head for the rest of my life. So I'm not doing that shit anymore. <laughs> I did. I did cut sugar out and I still do. Like I limit it as much as I can. It's, it's a, it's, it's a stone cold killer for inflammation. I mean, I know as soon as I eat a Skittle, I'm like, Ooh, itching over here. Ooh, ah, I like chocolate, and that was always a trigger. Uh huh. Milk, dairy products. I had to oh, horrible, horrible trigger. I never liked eggs, eggs that much in general, and I thought there was a reason for that. And I think now I know for sure, like that was a cause of my inflammation. That's why I didn't like eggs that much because the way I felt after I ate them. See, and that's why I keep telling people to leave kids the fuck alone because they'll figure out what they do and don't like. Mm-hmm. Like, They'll stay away from shit. If they say they don't like peanut butter, don't try to force it on them. And I know he's telling them something. I noticed too that I got more more cavities during TSW than I ever did in my yes. life. Yes. Like one after another. It kept happening. I'm like, Yes. It's not like I, I like obviously I'm not like keeping up my normal hygiene routine, but I'm still brushing my teeth and stuff. Not like I doesn't just, matter. Did you ever get a lot of did you ever get like dry mouth? Once I healed, like it wasn't as many, nearly as many cavities as I had. I did had, you ever get? Did you ever get dry mouth? I had it, yeah. That's why. I mean, uh, my dentist just told me she's like, if your mouth is dry constantly, you're you're you will always get and have cavities. And I was yeah. like, why is that? And she's like, because it dries out something, something, and your bone starts to do what? And I'm like, okay, that's enough. I figured it had to have a direct relation to TSW. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, it's got to be, man, because, yeah, every single tooth I have has a cavity on it. I was like, how all of a sudden am I getting cavities, you know? And you know how fucking expensive (sighs) dental work is? Yeah, man, I had braces, and I have two permanent retainers, top and bottom. Holy shit. Which are, like, impossible to keep fully clean, you know? it's. I'm like, was this really the right solution? (laughs) (laughs) Like, more of a pain for the rest of my life now because of this. Right. I'm like, I like having straight teeth, but like, really, this is a big sacrifice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just let them have mine. I was like, fuck it, you can take them. I don't want to. They were talking about root canals and shit. I'm like, no, that sounds like a lot of pain. Mm. And when they went, they went, they went to take the uh, root canal was the worst. I got that a couple years ago. When they went to go take my teeth out, the uh, the lidocaine, whatever the novocaine that shit they did not put enough in or they put too much in and it didn't work because i felt every second that's how i felt i felt like i still was feeling all the pushing and pulling and it was awful dude (laughs) it was absolutely awful yeah i was like this is the last thing i ever want to do again for sure yeah 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 for sure 
after TSW, like looking at painful things <laughs> or horror movies or anything that's like scary. It's like nothing phases me like it used yeah, to, right? Damn sure. I I'm like from uh, what I've been through for as long as I've been through it, <laughs> nothing's gonna bother me the way it used to. I was talking, yeah, I was talking to my daughter about that the other day. She uh. This I I'm a, I don't know I I'm not gonna say I'm a very confrontational person but I'm also not confrontational. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit either way. Like yeah. I fuck your day up just as much as you want to fuck up mine. It just kind of depends on you. Yep. But me and my daughter were out in public and this man was walking by and just kind of hit her. I mean, just wasn't watching where he was going because he's on his phone. And I said, "Excuse me, sir." And he's kind of looked up at me. I said, you just ran right into my fucking daughter. Would you like to at least apologize, man? And he's like, yeah. Uh-huh. And turns around and started walking. I said, uh-huh. No, not uh-huh. Wow. Fucking apologize. Jeez. I started getting, my daughter was just looking at me and then we walked away and I said, first and foremost, you're my princess and I'll always take care of you. Second off, that guy was an asshole. And I'm just going to tell her, I tell my daughter, I talk to my kids pretty, pretty outright. Yeah. I tell them how it is. <laughs> and she, uh, she said, well, we're, Weren't you weren't you worried about what if what if he tried to hit you? And I said, honey, I'm sorry, but there's just nothing in this world that I'm afraid of. <laughs> I said I got hit by the biggest and baddest of them all, and it didn't kill me. So, so I mean, like, do you have every reason to feel that way? You know, like, yeah, I just battles it, you've won so far, even though you're still dealing with it. It's like, and that's a horrible. That's a horrible. Uh, it's, I should go around trying to start fights when nah, I'm with my daughter, so it's a horrible example. But the fact is, I'm always going to protect my kid. You know, I'm always going to protect my kid. And the guy was just—I mean, come on, man, just like at least excuse me. Like, where are we at in this world today that you can fucking barrel roll a nine-year-old walking down the street and not say shit? Right. Like, what an asshole. Common but went out the window, man. I don't know why. <laughs> He was a much bigger guy too, though, and I think that was her thing. Is like she was a little scared for me, and I was like, you know, honey, you don't need to be scared for daddy. Yeah, daddy, daddy does not worry about fucking assholes like that. <laughs> but you know, you get that, you kind of get that little uh, cockiness when you come out of it. You know, you do. You're just like, hey, I just went through hell. Yeah, I just went through hell. So what are you throwing at me now? There's no other way to look at it besides exactly that. <laughs> like, Well, and if you nobody, can't look at it any other way, look at it like this. This is the only moment you're promised. You yeah. It and can all go away just like that. My focus was like, all right, now I got to realize what my potential is because look yes. at what came. Yes. I got to go and do everything I can to fulfill that. Yeah. So that's what I'm on. I'm on that mission. Like I'm, I'm trying to, like I said, promote. THC, CBD, anything cannabis related as much as I can. Hopefully the goal is to get into legal sales one way or another. There you go. And uh, I'm just going to get full online again and just go full on blog, full on content, websites, all of that, you know. Here's what you got to do, Chris. You got to go like the old school frontiersman that came west. You got to bring your ass to a state that doesn't quite have it legalized yet and jump in on the forefront, brother. Yeah. You got to get in where they're getting good because it's going quick, man. Once these, once they start popping the seals and every state's legalized, it's going to go quick. No doubt, man. It's going to be a rush. It's going to be a whole new wave. But you know, here's the thing. 
I'm always going to go to my street pharmacist because <laughs> the taxes kill me on that shit. But it's, it is nice, though, and it would be nice to be able to go into a dispensary and grab a jar and walk out and know that I'm, like, I'm bound by the law and I've done the right thing. I just like the options, you know. I've tried yeah, that too. That too. I started smoking when I was nineteen. Yeah, yeah. And so I have seen. I was since, you know, I've always been trying and evolving. There was always new brands that were coming out over the yep. years. Yeah, That's another thing I was grateful for was just that I had the right connections, good friends of mine that were always able to supply me. You know. Yeah, yeah. Asked for just to get through this. I couldn't imagine getting through it without it. Honestly. Oh, dude, my guy, my guy has become one of my closest friends in the world over this. Like he was bringing me edibles in the hospital. <laughs> he was bringing me brownies and shit in the hospital and always made sure he delivered to me. Like he was like, this dude has gotten me through. The I don't even know. I just couldn't. And the fact that they're trying to take it away from me and like dangle my fucking painkillers in front of me as a withlero. Like, come on, dude. You can keep your lady in the red dress. I'm good. I can't I'm... get over that, you know? Just how it got. It's that. sick. It's like, it's... oh, this is banished. This is not allowed. This is banished. Well, no. And it's see, like Chris, here's the biggest problem that I have with it. This lady's been my doctor for fucking four years. Mm. She's She had me on fentanyl, morphine, and Dilaudid at the same time. Wow. That was okay. Oh, my God. You know what I'm saying, man? Like, and I've been smoking weed the whole time. It's not like she's ever dropped me and not had it come back dirty. So for fucking four years, you're okay with it. But now all of a sudden you're ready to pull the plug on me a month before my hip surgery. It's like, screw you, man. You guys can keep it, dude. I mean, I just re-upped on my meds. I re-upped on both my prescriptions because my appointment's on the third. So I was like, I'm going to go ahead and re-up on those before I go see her and then just fucking ride it out, man. I got an extra month and just, I'm just screwed. I'm just going to let her take them away. I mean, because I just can't, I can't be doing this anymore. I can't. Yeah. I need to wean myself away from these fuckers. And I think that uh, at this point, it's enough psychological it's mostly psychological. I can deal with the physical aspects of it at this point. It's, it's pretty far and few between, man. I can say that now and it feels good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, that's the most exciting part about getting through it. It's like, once you feel that, like, wow, look, it's, it's longer in between my flares. Now I'm having more good days compared to bad days. Yes. Like, and you'll you never want to take, better care of yourself than you do after you start seeing those those days no like you start seeing those healthy moments and you're like oh shit put that shit down don't touch that chocolate <laughs> i mean i've heard people that i've tried everything elimination diet to time any, like i i went to a naturopath i was like completely just open to trying anything that could possibly help me in any way just to help me along in my process. Cause for a while you kind of feel stuck. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if I'm making progress. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to just stay in this one phase of whatever this is. It's, uh, it's hard. It's hard, man. It's hard not to, it's hard to get over that hump. It's, um, and you know, there's people out there that don't have a fucking support system. 
That's, Chris, and it breaks my heart because I read their stories and it makes me want to just fly across the world and give them a big old hug, even though just to have one person to help and be there, like I said, cheering you on, like yeah, hoping you make it through to the other side and, and having that confidence that you're doing it right. Yep. Made the right choice. And that's what this podcast is for. Binge this shit. 27 episodes. Go, girl, go. It's an hour and a half, two hours long. Just listen and put your head back and realize it's going to be okay. Exactly, man. I mean, God. I went to see the naturopath and it wasn't, I didn't like, I was open to it. And she says, like, you got to be open to what I'm going to throw at you here in the session. And I only went once, but honestly, I really did feel like I ended up seeing massive healing shortly after I went to see this naturopath. Yeah. I went to Pennsylvania to see her. She's my, my aunt's friend that she goes to on a, some sort of regular basis just to kind of talk about things and get past traumas out and just yeah. stress and whatever. She's like, yeah, you should definitely try her out. I'll pay for your visit. Just see what she can do and, and unravel in you and see where you might be blocked and why you might be stuck and this and that. So I like read a couple paragraphs that she picked out based on my responses and just explaining what I was going through and where my life was and where I was before all the madness. And uh, yeah, that was probably like four years ago. Yeah, like maybe I think I was three years in. And I said, all right, I'm I want to go make this visit. And it, it did. I mean, to, mentally, I can't deny that it seemed to have some type of correlation where she unblocked something and allowed healing to fully, like, make its way through my body. That's fucking awesome, dude. And I can't even say it was all that much that happened in the visit, but there's certain things, certain excerpts, you know, just read this, see, see what response you had to that. And, I started learning about the chakras and how all the energy has to be aligned and, and flowing in a constant flow state. And I was like, okay, this could be a real thing. This could have been around for thousands of years, you know, like people learn about energies over time. So I really kind of like have to like yeah. throw it up to at least partially to that, like just kind of completing my journey and getting me through like the last part of it. I could definitely, Say there's something to that yeah see and i had i had a negative experience with the naturopath um yeah. and it really sucked for me because it's my primary care physician's wife who was a um nurse practitioner for 15 20 years and was my nurse practitioner and actually fed me a bunch of fucking steroids and then turned around and became a naturopath uh-huh. And she gave, me, she gave me licorice root, which is a natural steroid, which acts like a steroid and can actually have the same effects of withdrawal that steroids do. Oh, I've heard all about that licorice root on this. Yeah. So that was wow. the first thing she did. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, oh, man. <laughs> I was of- like, Motherfucker! <laughs> I can't get away from you people. <laughs> really? Oh. She was like, you shouldn't get more than 10 hours of sleep a night, and you should drink this much water. Like, basic stuff. I was like, alright, there's nothing yeah. deep about that stuff. I understand what you're getting at. Yeah. But, 
Well, and that's 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 just my my experience with one doctor. So I couldn't imagine like her saying you should try this like specifically, you know. No, and see that that was the most frustrating thing for me and my mom is we were really hopeful that because we knew her for mm-hmm. as long as we did that she was mm-hmm. going to be super open to the idea of TSW and she's going to be welcoming and she read the literature and she literally grabbed it, put it on the desk beside her and was like, "You need to do this, this and this." And one of those things was liquor fruit and just kind of ushered me out the door and I fucking wrote her a $160 check and that was it. <laughs> huh. And then I was just like, uh, okay. And then I went home and I read about it and I was like, this, I'm not taking this shit. Like, what the fuck is this? This is a steroid. <laughs> it's just the backhanded way. Mm. But you know, then there's so many people out there that have had extremely uh, positive like you, you know, and I, like it's, it's like we said earlier, man, I think that everybody's going to have that one little check, that one little thing that kind of just opens the floodgates. And, you know, I don't know, like I take high doses of vitamin C because it's the one thing that your body can't overdose on. Right. And it's the one thing that's really going to boost your immune system. And I mean, at some point, it, because it's all water soluble, I mean... A, a, a certain high dosage, you're still not getting all the vitamin C. You're still only getting probably a third of the vitamin C that you're putting into your body, but regardless, it can't hurt you. And the benefits have been really, really good for me. That and D3. That's how I saw going into that visit was like, it can't hurt. I really didn't expect it to help that. Right. Much. Right. I went into it thinking it can't hurt to see what you says about it. You know? Right. Yeah, for sure. And that's the thing is, and I've, I've actually, I've asked a lot of people this, but it's like the crazy shit that we've tried during this process. Like I've, I've gone to some pretty, uh, pretty extreme lengths, man. I'm not going to lie, dude. I've tried some crazy shit. (laughs) I get it. You get desperate, man. You just get, you get desperately seeking for some sort of relief. Absolutely, man. And I was I was literally open like it couldn't help to be just like whatever is available I'm gonna try I'm gonna see what yep. work what might not work. Well, that's how those snake oil salesmen got so popular back in the frontier days, man. Mm-hmm. I see it now. I get it. I absolutely I would have bought their shit. Yeah. They're like hell yeah, that does what? <laughs> I got you on that one, brother. But I, I mean, I kind of realized that I didn't need much. I just needed to refrain from a lot of things. Exactly. It was like, all right, just cut this out. Cut that out. You don't have to add a lot more. You might Keep have to diet. take a lot out. <laughs> Drink water and just water. Right, right. You know, and then just like <laughs> getting the exercise as much as I could. That's what I can. That's why I'm such an advocate for the for the can because it really helped me push even though i was in pain to say i gotta move at least for a little bit go walk a couple blocks you'll feel yeah. better you do it and sure enough i did every time i just felt better that i got up and moved once i started moving the cracks of my legs and the, just the, the uncomfortable feeling kind of loosened up a little bit uh-huh and i said oh man it's just so worth it it's so hard to actually initiate it but once you're doing it you just like this is what i gotta do i need to keep doing this to get everything moving all my lip nodes activated push all the waste out because that's a lot of it too it's toxic built up that needs to be pushed out yep and 
I'll do for the rest of my life. I'm going to become a walker. That's for damn sure. Well, it's real hard, Chris, for all the time. It's real hard for me, especially to get back into that where like, oh, it's not going to hurt anybody if I sleep all fucking day because, mm-hmm. you know, I got nothing going on. Right. But then there's those times, too, where it's just like, man, if I do this, I'm <laughs> I, I just got to get up, man. I've got to get up. I've got to get going. 100%. I, I got so I was so uncomfortable for so long that now that I am comfortable again, in a way. It's kind of like the opposite of what I need. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where I want to be, you know. Uh-huh. I'm like, all right, and I, I can't be living at home anymore. I got to get my own place. I got to get a good, solid job. Put away some money, you know. Buy some property. Like, got goals on the list now. I got sure, sure. checking off. And I can't. I know that I can't be comfortable, but just I, I'm like, I need to have some transition time at least to go. Oh yes, absolutely to being comfortable to just all right now i'm going full-fledged well see and that's the thing that yeah. i was, I was yeah. just gonna say that too is you can't go from zero to 60 dude you just can't you we're can't. Not, yeah we're not race cars we're not built that way anymore we have to take special care because like you said the ptsd is real i mean yeah, dude. i can't think of a of a way of how it would be more severe than what we go through with I mean, just the temperature, like the temperature regulation, the way I was cold for so long and just couldn't get warm for the longest time. It's the worst. Honestly, like that's, uh, <laughs> I could, I stole the gowns from the hospital because I couldn't fucking bear to have anything else on my body. I get it. Yeah. I still have them. I'm looking at them right now. There's fucking three of these things. They're hideous and I can't believe I wore them, but like, that's what I wore every day. I couldn't get warm, and that that screwed me up too because I was always a warm person. I was never really running cold, uh-huh. needing blankets or anything, you know. Right, right. Yeah, no, I dude, I woke up and still do sometimes. Honestly, I'm still not quite over that whole thing. Um, but I used to wake up every single night covered. Yeah, covered. My bed would just be wet. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I know I didn't piss the bed because my boxers are the only thing that aren't wet, but um, what is going on right now? Wetted so much. And I'd be out in the boat with my dad in the middle of summer, and I still feel like I need to wear, like, a sweatshirt, you know? Oh, wow, dude. See, no, that's not cool. Trying to get sunlight, but the wind would just cut right through me, and I tried. Yeah, yeah. After a while, he understood it, but... At first, he's like, "How are you wearing that right now?" I'm like, "I'm, I'm telling you, I just can't get warm. I can't hold <laughs> my skin's all just open and pores are yep. oozes everywhere, and I, I'm just comfortable. <laughs> That's all I could say." <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, uh huh. Yeah. No, it's and that's just I. I always hate it when people say, "Well, nobody, I nobody even sees it. No, I, I can't see it." Mm. I'd like I want to smack the shit out of people when they say that sometimes because I'm like I appreciate what you're doing but please don't patronize me because I'm not fucking stupid I can see it yeah exactly like, and I don't go around the world going I can't see that huge fucking mole on your face but I'm also not going to sit there and point it out and be like oh poor you yeah that must be horrible and that's a matter to me for the longest time I was like screw how I look I'm just gonna strive for comfort here you know uh-huh 
uh-huh. and the that I did go out in public, I kind of got criticized for like what I was wearing that it wasn't up to par. Yep. yep. I'm, I'm sorry if I'm not f- fulfilling your standards, but like I'm going through some shit and yep. do what I can to be comfortable in the few times that I decide that I I'm feeling confident to go out and be in public. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's family members that doubted me and, and questioned me and said that I wasn't going to make it, you know, past a certain age if I kept going through this. They had no faith in in the process at all. Like, did no research on their own. Like, close family members, like, Damn. like anti-support, and which is what you need essentially to get through this. You need some kind of like push besides of what you have on your own external push to say yes keep going you're doing the right thing you're gonna yeah yeah no and see dude you're one of the ones i'm talking about then because like dude to have that negative energy at any point in time throughout you this process has got to be fucking heartbreaking man 100 percent. i mean there's people i had to cut off completely because i was like i can't have your negative energy yeah yeah for any reason in my life this is not helping me at all Oh, I've lost, I've lost many a friend through this. Absolutely. No, I mean, but, just, yeah, they can't. So looking back, they were some real fucking stinkers anyway. No, there's, that's for damn sure. <laughs> you know, that not all your friends stick around for life. And I don't care. Like, I will say this about every single TSW warrior out there. I don't care who you were before this journey started. There can't be a bad fucking apple in the entire bunch of us because what we've gone through has just absolutely ripped us from our core and completely shat out new people. Because who I was six years ago, nothing close to what I am today. It's true, man. It's so true. Like I, like I said, I, I developed such empathy for people that I know other people don't feel. It's obvious to me. And I just, I just try to help people as much as I can now. That's just like my goal because I know where I'd been, where I was useless. And now that I can do something and make a change in someone's life that, that's living here on earth for a certain amount of time. And if they're in my proximity, I'm going to do what I can. You know, that's just how yep. I became. Yep. And I, it kills me sometimes because I do shy away from people and I try to avoid contact and I don't want to be bothered sometimes. I'm kind of like that introverted extrovert like a mix of both right right like i need my alone time i like being social but i also need alone time i need that balance yep and it kind of kills me that i'm like that but i'm like this is how i function this is what i am i can't help it you know well and that's part of the process man that's and that's part of your process so people need to either respect that or unfortunately get off the train because the rides <laughs> the rides too long man it is it is i never thought I never, ever thought I'd be four years out, like, still dealing with symptoms, still yeah. able to work a regular job. Yeah. Um, I know. I finally I picked up a job, this dealership job. I've been working it for the past year and a half. I was full-time starting out, and it was great for the whole pandemic. I was working outside. I wasn't around people much at all. I was coming and going, working completely on my own in an outdoor setting day to day. So I was able to keep that going after, you know, throughout the lockdowns and everything. And I said, I'm not staying home. That's for damn sure. Because I just stayed home for four years straight. <laughs> right. Myself better. And now I'm getting out in the world and I'm doing what I can. Like, <laughs> that, was, that was literally the last thing I was going to do was stay home. <laughs> Jesus, dude. 
And it just, it was like, I felt so much better just like being out and about and actually, oh, yeah. It's like something as simple as like driving. I, I love to drive and take road trips and go yeah. visit people and go here and there up to the mountains and out, down to the beach. And for me, like the drive, the anxiety that it caused and the physical pain just from moving my arms. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't even move my arms without being like, ah, I was ripping and ah. Dude, looking over my left shoulder to check and see if anybody was coming was a big fat nope. Couldn't turn my neck. Yeah, yeah that buddy. Was, that yeah, was buddy. impossible. I thought for sure I was going to crash one, one day for sure. Yep. It's amazing how the smallest things can be that painful and that's that's a huge thing the littlest of things that we take for granted in everyday life all of yep. a sudden become a challenge yep and we, we're just left to deal with like uh okay what, what do we do now that, uh-huh. that we can't even like do the basic of basic well and somebody told me that <laughs> somebody called me arrogant i don't know why but called me arrogant for making this statement a couple i don't know probably i don't know it was on one of my podcasts but i said that i used to say that i would rather have cancer oh uh, yeah i remember you saying that i would rather have cancer than have this disease because at least i would fucking know at least you know at and least, at least know. You, you know that this is definitive start to end and it, look at the end of the day it's either gonna fucking kill me or i'm gonna get better That's really not it. a lot in between or is there i don't know and maybe that is me being arrogant but the point is this fucking disease has so many what ifs. And I, yeah, and I knew that was a the thing that kept me going. Was that like, all right, I know that it's not going to be the, the, my, the end of me. My demise is not going to be caused from this as long as right. I just keep myself nourished and hydrated, <laughs> moving. I will right. make it through. Yep. As long as I'm not like paralyzed in the bed. Yeah, and that would yeah, and that's oh Jesus, dude. There's so many poor people that are just so fresh and so new, and I feel so, so, so bad for them. I know, because going back, I've seen it plenty of times, too. People say that this this is something I would never choose to do again if I knew how bad it was going to be. Yeah, right, right. Well, I, and that's, I think that a lot of people get scared um, when they initially come on to the forum because they see so much pain and it kind of helps them make that decision for them. So they don't have to. They're like, oh, fuck that. I'm going back to steroids. Yeah. It's like sticker shock, you know. It's. I mean, I, I got it several times going on there because people weren't listening to the, the administrators at the time. And they were posting pictures just right on the front instead of in the comments and mm-hmm. not warning people. And, I mean, that shit can be really jarring to somebody that's, you know. Especially just not knowing like how long it's really gonna take. Like in right, my mind going right. into it, I knew it was probably gonna be at least a couple years. Well, and then you yeah, you join you join it's in and you join the 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 other one and then it's like long term warriors and you're like, Really? There's a fucking other one? Oh my god. Yeah, and then how like, many you, people are you can't help but fall into those doubts of like this might be a long ass time of just suffering and unable to live a normal life. Yep. And that's the most debilitating thing in your mind to think like, I just, I'm not going to be able to function in normal society. I'm not going to be able to be comfortable again Yeah. because I have this condition that may or may not get better. Yep. Uh, it, it really hurt. It really hit me hard, man, because I went from running restaurants 
and just, I mean, going nonstop. Like I just told you, man, I was doing that, going to school and being a full-time dad. I just, there was 23 hours a day and I slept for an hour. That was my life. And wow. I was, I lived that life for a very long time and I did it very well. Um, I loved it. But then overnight it was like, whoop, boom. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> And I can relate too, because I was out of college fresh. I, I was working in New York City. Oh yeah, working for a major market radio station, hanging out with the crew, going into bars, uh-huh. live living the whole city life, just uh-huh. working late nights and early mornings, just whatever. We're gonna do what we gotta do. We're young, we can handle it, you know. Yeah. And coming back to Jersey and ha- partying with the hometown crew, it was a lot of partying, like in my early twenties. You know, it was just a fast lifestyle, like I said. And that's what this condition does. It really just turns the lights down low from from everything yep. you're used to, and so and you just you're just focused on what can I do to help myself here. Yep. How can I get through the next thirty seconds of my life? Right. That's it. I mean, I was watching Walking Dead when I first started. I like binge all five. I think it was five seasons on Netflix at the time. And I, I could felt like I could fully relate <laughs> to these like zombies, yeah. you know, like, oh yeah. man, that, that's how I feel. <laughs> this is this is way too relatable. <laughs> Trust me, dude. I know, man, because I'm looking at my little like I tell everybody the worst thing about my finger being amputated. This is the worst thing. This is how first world fucking I am. This is how bad my life really is when you air quote this. Uh, is when I get a handful of some kind of candy, like an M&M, mm-hmm. I can't get a fucking handful because they fall out of the hole. Oh, God. It's so frustrating. Damn, it's so man. frustrating. But then everybody's like, just use your other hand. And I'm like, yeah, fuck that. I don't want to. I want right. to <laughs> use the one that was given to me. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, if that's as bad as my life gets, man, I need to shut the fuck up. You know, like... Uh, I almost if that's did. As bad as it really is right now, dude. Then I I need to tap out and you know just fucking be thankful because my gosh. Uh huh. I almost did it a couple years prior to TSW. Actually, it was like I I used to sell Cutco knives fresh oh, out shit. of college. I got a, <laughs> got a set while I was working there, so went to try it out for the first time. It was like splitting burgers up, cutting them off. You know, frozen patties. And a big ass knife just went straight down on my index oh, finger. And took oh, the tip like damn near oh, off. I was able yeah. to wrap it and oh. keep it tight and covered for a couple days, and it all like sealed back together. Thankfully, Good but, for man, you. You I thought it. I thought it was gone. You know, I had to sit there and watch the doctor take my fingernail off. It was like I was in a goddamn movie, being oh. like, yeah, man. It was like I was a terrorist and I was being interviewed. Interrogated, <laughs> dude. Yeah, just, like you're not supposed to go for. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, uh, uh, uh. oh, yeah, that's what that movie. I was just watching that, and that was again another one of the things that, like, that would severely bother me <laughs> in <laughs> 20, ten years ago. But now um, yeah. I can deal with it. <laughs> yeah, no shit, dude. I mean, fucking five years ago, I tried uh, the Dipulamab, the mm-hmm. um, Dipixent, right. When that first came out, because I was like, "Hell yeah, wonder drug, woo!" Uh, I was—I had a hard time sticking a needle into my belly, dude. I didn't like it at all, and I—at that point, I'd been stuck a little bit, you know. I mean, I'd been in and out of hospitals my whole life, but not like the thirty-third hospital visit, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so now I went to my doctor yesterday, and I got my first round of Zolaire. 
And she was like, you good? And I, I just grabbed it and was like, psh, psh. there you go. And she's like, are you, so, she was like, you're sick. I was like, I, I not really. I just don't care. Wow. <laughs> it's just not a problem anymore. I mean, I can shoot myself up and it's just, it's nothing. It's nothing. That's, I just don't flinch. That's where I can't relate, man. Like, I'm so thankful I've been able to stay out of the hospital pretty much my whole life. 187 days, Chris. I thought I could. I thought I was gonna get like an infection and have to get treated for it. Yeah. What I was hearing from people, oh my God, it's, it's like bound to happen. It seems like we're just so susceptible to it. Yep. But I never really got that bad where I felt like I needed to get medical treatment. I'm like, thank goodness, I just avoided that somehow completely. See, and I tried to avoid it every time, but um, the problem was that it was causing sepsis. Mm-hmm. And so every time I would get a new infection, I couldn't risk it. Right. I get it. So, yeah, I mean, 33 hospital stays. My longest was 24 days. Wow. Yeah. But you know what, man? I have not been hospitalized since last, not this past August, but the August prior. And that's when I got my fingertip amputated. Mm -hmm. I have not been hospitalized since then. So it's been well over a year. So I'm an extremely lucky man. Definitely, man. Well, hey, I'm definitely looking to uh, take a cross country road trip soon. Dude, you do it. You are. I've got a. I've got plenty of room here in Kansas City for you, brother. You're more than welcome to stop in here. That'd be awesome, man. I'd definitely be down to stop by. I did it one time before in my life. I was only a teenager. Went out to Wyoming. Had a great time, like camping out. Staying in motels the whole way out there. Hell yeah. Back and forth. And I'm like, I got to do it again. It's like 20 years later now. Get her done, dude. I'm, uh, I'm, like I said, man, we're always here. Plenty of room for you. I'm, I'm planning to go out to Colorado. There you go. Summer. My cousin's getting married. I got a couple buddies of mine that live out there, man. Maybe we could link up in Colorado. That'd be awesome, man. Fucking hey, dude. Well, Chris, it was damn good to finally get on here with you, man. I just want to meet more members of the crew of the group, you know, like I know we're out here. We just got to make it happen. I know it's uncomfortable, but at least like after it's all said and done, we have to just plan it and do it, you know? Yeah, for sure, dude. Thank you. For- I also want to get a, I want to get a podcast on here with the, with the group of us too. Um, I want to get a group chat going. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great for sure. Sounds good, brother. Well, Hey man, thanks again. It was really good talking to you, Chris, and we will, uh, we'll link up soon. Okay. You too, man. Definitely uh, take care as much as you can. Hope we can uh, do this again for sure. Sounds good, brother. Right on, man. Good talking to you. You too, man. Bye-bye. All right. Take care.